You're listening to the Metropolitan Soul Show with Simon White on Starpoint Radio. the Metropolitan Soul Show, my special guest in the studio this week, Ian Levine, talking about his career over the past 33 years. That one, a brand new recording from Tammy Lovett of a track Ian did all some time back, actually, No Way Out, originally done by um, Doris Jones. Yeah, I love Tammy. She, we first discovered her as far back as 93, and we took up to Blackpool for the Blackpool Mecca reunion thing that we did in 1998. And uh, she was per- she she was born in Africa, but she spent most of her life in New York, which is why she's got a very strong American accent. And uh, we cut the Doris Jones song "No Way Out," which she was she was perfect for. I think she's even improved on the original. And that, of course, is from Yesterday and Tomorrow, which is an album of thirty tracks, which are not just remix; they're reinventions of my thirty greatest songs over thirty three years. The whole idea was to take everything from reaching for the best to the take that song I found heaven and reinvent them for now for 2008 without losing what made them special and uh, it's a an idea that I got because I recut one of my Evelyn Thomas songs have a little faith in me with Ebony Lane and 
I thought, wouldn't it be great to do some more? Lots of people really welcomed it and loved it. And a lot of my fans thought it was a great idea to revisit some of these old songs and give them a new lease of life, get a chance in some cases to change some lyrics I wasn't happy with, to improve on some of the arrangements. And I think we did a pretty good job. I love it to bits and I'm very pleased with it. And it's been very well received. I want to go back to what I was saying before about the web forums and the criticism. And they look for anything to criticise you for. I need to explain, try to make you see from my point of view, because they never give me a right of reply. I'm not allowed to answer their criticism. I'm mm, just banned mm. from being on there. I mean, in the old days, you know, the soul scene was soul rebels. Now it's people like me that are the soul rebels going against the norm, as it were. Um, doing Yesterday and Tomorrow, it's the third album we've done on Centre City. The first album, Northern Soul 2007, we distributed through Passion Music and Expansion. And the second album, Disco 2008, we distributed through Kev Roberts and Gold Soul. Now, because these are niche records, they're never going to sell like an Amy Winehouse album. They're not going to sell a quarter million, half a million records. They Luckily... If we sell a couple of thousand records, we'll be happy because it is a niche market and we aren't going through a major label and we haven't got any marketing campaign money. So you must understand, not so much a business because it is a labour of love, but trying to make you see the, how you end up paying back the cost to make those records. On, on the last, the previous two albums, Normal Soul 2007, Disco 2008, we had a distributor in each case and somebody that was paying for the pressings and either Passion or, or Gold Soul. So what happens is, to be able to buy in the shops at 15 quid, uh, an HMV have to buy it wholesale, and we, they expect discounts from the distributor. Say the distributor's Vital on Disco 2008. So what they'll do is they will buy it at a fiver from Vital. They won't pay more than that. Vital will take 20%, which leaves four quid. And because Kev Roberts paid for the record to be pressed, him and I split that two quid each. So I end up getting two quid an album. So if I sell a 1,000 albums at two quid each, that's 2,000 quid, which is nowhere near enough to cover the cost of physically editing between 24 and 30 videos. Just the editing and authoring of the DVD part alone costs five grand. So it is not practical. So what I've done is I'm taking a big chance flying blind and through the the lovely euphoria on YouTube that's been created of 2 million hits, we've now created a special website to sell the new albums and gone a friend of ours is representing us by selling them on Amazon. Now, we're selling them at £15, which is what they were selling at before, but instead of making half of that HMV or Virgin of our prices uh, a profit margin our Amazon's profit margin, we're selling it ourselves, which means that most of that 15 quid goes to us after we paid the MCPS for the publishing and stuff. Now, the difference is, is that 15 quid a time, if I sell 500 records at 15 quid, that's seven and a half grand, which easily covers the five grand to pay for the video editing and the two grand that it takes to master the records. So at 500 records, I'm not making any money. I'm not lining my pockets, as people accuse me. I'm just covering the cost to put the record out without even covering the actual artist expenses of making the record. But if I can break even, I'm quite happy to do this. But that's why we're in a much tougher situation to sell 500 ourselves than we are with a distributor that can go round to the shops and, and go round to Amazon and push them on it. Because of that, I had to make an appeal to all the people that are enjoying my videos on YouTube. So I said, look, you know, you, so far there's, uh, sorry, there's 311 videos on here, nearly 2 million hits. Everyone's enjoying them. Would you please just support me and go out and buy this one album? Now, the problem is, is that these people that are just looking to kick you in the balls when you're down on the internet, they're ready to say, okay, look at Levine, he's begging around. No one wants his album. No one's 
interested and and they twist the whole facts of what I'm trying to do trying to make a niche record and trying to make it pay for itself and trying to appeal to people that care about the music is very very different from having an album that no one's interested in and begging people to buy it and I cannot stand the way these things are twisted so I'd want you to come on here Simon I wanted to explain it to you and everybody that's listening of the sh- to make you think about the business side of it I think you've hit on a good point there I think a lot of people that criticize have, have no concept of what the music business and the, the reality is of actually putting records out is. I mean, we, we're not dealing with millions selling records here. We can sell 500 albums. All those albums I did with Kev Roberts throughout the early part of this, this, this decade, You Didn't Say a Word, it was in 2000, Don't Wait Around was in 2002, Northern Soul 2004, then Solid Ground in 2006. Those four albums, which I was very proud of, before we started making the records on Centre City. Because, I mean, in fact, the st- Standing on Solid Ground Trap by Sidney Barnes was a big Northern Soul classic that everybody's been running on the floor to, more so than some of these more obscure ones. So what I'm saying is is that all those sold a 1,000 each easy and sold out. So 500 isn't that hard a goal to sell to break even. The thing is, is that because they're not in the shops, you've got to appeal to people to actually... You don't have what we call impulse buying. People don't browse in a shop, see, oh, that, that looks nice, Northern Soul 2007, let's buy that. Mm, no, You're not, not. going to get that with Yesterday and Tomorrow. Unless you, a dedicated fan is going to go and look for it on Amazon, you're not going to sell a single copy. And that's why I've had to appeal to the fans of my music, and there are fans because there wouldn't be too many hits otherwise, to buy it. So I think that's... I wanted, I wanted to write, have this writer reply on, on their forum, and of course I'm not allowed to because... Any friends like you or Gavin Stern who stick up for me, they all get banned as well. And yet then they accuse us of kind of tampering with their free speech. I mean, it seems to be one rule for them to get up on their soapbox if anyone attacks them. But it's quite another rule when anyone sticks up for me because, you know, in their eyes, I'm the Antichrist. So I'm sticking two fingers up at them. And yeah, I, as I stress that 90% of the people on their forums are nice people. It's just that nasty little minority that are out to kick you when they're down. Now, look, you know, I don't want anything to do with those people. I'm making the records that I want to make, that I love. The artists love it. We had a launch party of yesterday tomorrow with 500 people there. We had 18 performances. We had a great time. Let me get on with making these records. Let me get on making my style of Northern Soul, which it still is and will always be justified as Northern Soul. If you want to see your Northern Soul as record-collecting 40-year-old records that are rare and obscure, carry on and leave me alone. Will you please, please just leave me out of the equation? And, and, really, and don't start taking something I put on my page on YouTube and start twisting the facts around, because that really, that will lead to a war in the end, because I'm trying to just be calm about it. I'm not... Last time I got my back up, I went on Mary Fox's show, and I called them every name under the sun. I think I'm being much calmer on this show because I've thought about it, and I've realised that most people on these forums are not bad. They're just reading it to be entertained and having a bit of a laugh and a giggle about it. Now, how come it's one rule for one person, one rule for another, and when I try to stick up for myself, I'm not even allowed to give a right of reply, Simon? It's wrong. Do you not think it's wrong? Well, you know, absolutely, I think it's wrong. I've been a victim of it myself, and it's a kind of weird playground bullying. They all sort of gang together and whatever. But to be honest, it doesn't bother me. I do what I need to do, and I know you you do what you need to do, and, you know, we're discussing it, that's it. Anyway, <laughs> enough of all that. Still talking about yesterday and tomorrow. Let's carry on. This is G. Morris, who was the lead singer of Innocence, doing my, my old Evelyn Thomas song, My Head's in the Stars. And this is fabulous, an absolute classic soul dance music Wonderful.
To the Metropolitan Soul Show with special guest Ian Levine talking about his career. That one from the brand new album yesterday and tomorrow, Jean Morris and her version of My Heads in the Stars. I love the song with Evelyn Thomas and I always wanted to redo it. Very proud of G. And the video, if you want to go and look at it free, is on YouTube. Just type in www.youtube.com, then just type in G Morris, G W E M O R I S, and look at it. If you want to see all these videos, Go to www.youtube.com slash Ian Levine, I-A-N-L-E-V-I-N-E, all one word. And if you like Yesterday and Tomorrow, and you do want to buy it, go to www.ianlevine.co.uk, and there's a link there where you can buy it off eBay or you can buy it off Amazon. That's www.ianlevine.co.uk. Just uh, going to play a couple more tracks off this. This is Faye Jones, a fabulous singer who's a real sassy diva, doing the Barbara Pennington song, Fan the Flame. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
That was Faye Jones and Fan the Flame, and no disrespect to Barbara Pennington, but I really do love that version. I love Barbara, but Faye really made it her own. Very proud of that. Great video. And we're going to play just one more song from yesterday and tomorrow. Remember, please support the album if you like my music. If you don't, then, you know, you're the wrong person to be listening. But if you do, <laughs> then please go and buy it off www.ianlevine.co.uk. I really would like people that appreciate it to at least understand and, and enjoy my hard work because there are fans out there in America and Australia who've been raving about it and saying it's the best music there is. So... You know, somebody loves me anyway. This is Corrine Armstrong, another discovery of mine. She's only about 19 and she's fabulous. And she's doing the song we did with Rocky Harrell, which was the... It was like the theme song to the Strange World of Northern Soul documentary. It's the song that had the big queue outside Blackpool Mecca and it had all the shots of people dancing on the Twisted Wheel and Wigan Casino. And everybody loved this song and Kev Roberts put it out as a single on Achievement Records. It was a big Northern Soul record. All the less purist type places adored and loved it and it was a big record. And I think Karina's even outsung Rocky Harrell. Rocky was one of Diana Ross's backing singers, but Karina is fabulous and this is My Heart Keeps Beating Faster. I've been
Corinne Armstrong and My Heart Keeps Beating Faster, a track originally done by Rocky Harrell as actually a high-energy track. Yeah, I forgot that. It was a 12-inch on Nightmare Records as a high-energy record in 1989 and then changed completely into a Northern Soul record in 1998 for The Strange World Northern Soul. And when we did the Blackpool Metro reunion in 98, we filmed everyone dancing inside the Highland Room for the film and they were all dancing to that record, so we were using it then. And here we are 10 years later because everyone's been saying what a shame there was never a video of it, so we decided to redo it for yesterday and tomorrow and uh, Corinne Armstrong did a fabulous, fabulous job. Once again, to buy the album, www.ianlevine.co.uk. And of course, I'm going to get criticised for trying to plug the album. But of course, what's the point in making an album if you can't sell a few copies without even making any kind of profit? Because as I said, it's a labour of love. But I just want to break even so I can keep making records for the people that actually do appreciate them. They have to appreciate There's no point in making records for people that are going to slag you off. They, then, they say, why is he making this music? Who wants it? Well, as I said, let them go and count up all the hits on YouTube and they'll see that people do want it. It's just not for them. I mean, I don't like country and western records, but do I go on a country and western forum and slag them all off? <laughs> no, I don't. So why are they bothering me? Um, anyway, I just want to... I mentioned this record earlier. I must get this in here. This is Have a Little Faith in Me, which is one of the greatest songs I wrote. I recut this on Ebony Elaine for the Northern Soul 2007 album. It's not often that I'd recut my own songs 30 years later, but I did it with this, which gave me the whole idea for Yesterday and Tomorrow. So, of course, as Yesterday and Tomorrow had to be all new, this wasn't on there, but it was done six months earlier. But I just want to play the original version, because I haven't heard it for a long time. And Evelyn Thomas, such a great song, such beautiful lyrics. So this is a song we did in 1979 as a single on AVI Records by Evelyn Thomas called Have a Little Faith in Me. trying to cram it all in here so we're going to run this one underneath while we're chatting i'm going to ask you a question at this point uh, do you think that um your association with disco music and especially high energy is what's what really pisses off the northern soul purists i'm surprised you say that because a lot of disco you know the car stays with disco to a certain degree a lot of disco was played on the northern soul scene unloved and adored I mean, you know, the Ritz in its heyday, we were playing Car Wash and 10% by Double Exposure. I mean, so many of these great, rare 70s and 80s records are very, you know, obscure disco. So I don't think it's that at all. I would hate to think it was an anti-gay thing either because I think people surely are more open-minded than that these days. Um, I don't think it's that at all. You, you may believe that. I just believe it's a bitter resentment of the fact that I've made a career and made a name for myself. If you notice that on these forums, the minute that me or Kev Roberts are mentioned, they go into sort of paroxysm of, 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 of obsessive rantings because they can't bear that. They, it's, I was thinking about this in George Orwell's Animal Farm. It's a bit like the Russian Revolution in a way. They are so, so almost like... like Fascist is the wrong word for it. They're like, they're like early communists. They are so obsessed 
with nobody making money, with these obscure artists being hard done by by their record companies. They never stopped to think of the fact that if a record was a flop in the first place, it never covered its recording costs. And if, if, if it ever ended up on a compilation album, it still was unrecouped. I mean, this is, it's a sad fact of life. I watched Philip Mitchell rant in manifesto against Kent Records. Now, I've been no friend of Kent Records, but in this case, I must rush to their defense because Philip Mitchell, having come across him myself, can be a very nasty piece of work. He had a lot of problems with him on Stranger Than Northern Soul. And it, all these, they are so quick to take the artist's side without realizing they're often two sides to every story. But, you know, like Animal Farm, like where, where the pigs became the farmers and in the end lived in the big house and ended up doing everybody else hard done by. These people have taken over the scene in an Orwellian kind of fashion. And like the early days, it's like like Marx and Stalin and everything. It's, it's, it's horrendous, as I see it, what's happened. The manipulation and the... Uh, the monopolizing of the scene to the the fact that never mind throw out the commercial keep the obscure do it their way you know if anybody criticizes them they're the first to say how dare they do this but yet if they criticize somebody else then somebody else isn't even allowed to write a reply there's something very intrinsically wrong with that um i just think that the scene is sick and it's wounded, and it needs some repair, and it needs some joyous optimism. What happened to those days when we used to, Les Kell was alive, and we loved the music, and it was like the music would make you feel like you were going down to the beach with the sunroof down, and the hairs on the back of your neck would prickle. When you heard Jackie Ross keep your chin up, when you heard uh, Selfish One by Jackie Ross, when you heard uh, My Baby Loves Me by Martha Mandela's, those dreamy, wonderful finger snappers. Uh, I'm going to play a record when we come back from the break by Levane Dempsey on the beach, which to me encapsulate that kind of sound, which was my opinion, my attempt to get something like that. To me, it's about the music. I want to make great records. I don't care whether the purists love them or hate them. I want to make records that people that appreciate the music with an open mind will love. And I want to make records that will stand the test of time. In the same way as Reaching for the Best has stood the test of time, in the same way as I can make an album looking at 33 years retrospective of my career, I want to make records that will have great vocals and do my bit to keep soul music going and not stuck in a 40-year-old time rift. This is the Metropolitan Soul Show. Ian Levine in the studio this week as our special guest. We'll be back after the break. <laughs> 